See, these are some of the challenges that uh, we raise our men and uh, we socialize them to say Ndotaikali. And this time around, we're saying, gentle brother, when there's a problem down there, seek help. Seek help. Uh, it will save the marriage. It will save the relationship. And that is Ndotaikali by Wanda Baloui. And uh, thank you so much uh, for beautiful music. Uh, but right now, let's talk serious business, male fertility or male infertility. And joining us on the line is uh, Dr. Klaus of, uh, of Vesvedel, uh, who is a reproductive uh, medicine specialist. Good afternoon and welcome, Doctor. Good afternoon, Griselda, and hello to all your listeners. I, I would like us, I, I know that, uh, you know, male reproductive health is quite broad, uh, but I'd like us to focus specifically on male fertility. Uh, how would you describe a male fertility and what leads to infertility? Well, what leads to infertility in a male is, of course, a very broad subject, as you said. And whole textbooks have been written about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the main causes are viral and bacterial disease, uh, which are either sexually transmitted but can also occur without sexual transmission. And then, of course, also environmental factors, which more and more become pronounced and important. There's all host of reasons which can lead to male infertility or subfertility mm-hmm. and and what are how common is it uh, amongst males and and is it uh, do we know in terms of race and age well i can tell you that from the fertility patients coming to a clinic mm-hmm. about two-thirds of all couples the male is either partially or wholly to blame for the problem mm-hmm. so it's extremely extremely common but are couples aware of this, doctor? Because oftentimes, you know, it's the woman who would go and, and have eggs inserted and, and, and. Yes, we know that. But the problem is that there uh, often a cultural thing mm. that if a woman cannot fall pregnant, she is being blamed. Mm. And the male is not part of all that. But of course, if you come to a clinic like ours, the first thing we actually investigate is the male. Because it's non-invasive, it's not very painful, doesn't cost very much money. And so it's a very simple test. And with that, you can tick a male off as being all right or not all right. But whatever you have to do with a female, it's more expensive. Uh, mm. Sometimes it involves operations, which are expensive. And so we always start with a male. So we make our couples aware of that problem right from the beginning. Okay. So, so tell us about the process then of establishing uh, where, that uh, there is infertility. Well, firstly, the uh, definition of infertility we see as if a couple has unprotected intercourse for one year and nothing happens. For one year? For one year. Mm-hmm. Of course, if they are older, let me say they are in the late 30s or early 40s, you're not going to wait for a year anymore because yeah. there's no time to play with. Absolutely. But if they're, let's say, below the age of 35, then definitely we tell them first what to do while they usually know, when, when is ovulation, so they hopefully can fall pregnant spontaneously. If nothing happens, the first thing we do is sperm test. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple test. Two days of abstinence, and we need a specimen of sperm via ejaculation, and then it gets examined after a day we have the result. At the same time, usually we check the woman whether she's ovulating regularly. We do a scan to see whether the womb is normal. 
and if necessary, we do an X-ray test to see whether the tubes are open. These are the very basic tests we do on a couple when they come. And and uh, what are the symptoms then for him um, to begin to suspect that we need to actually <coughs> consider um, testing the, the spam? You see, that's the big problem. The male doesn't feel any symptoms whatsoever. Mm. Because very often males think if my sperm quality is poor, my masculinity will yeah. be affected. Yeah. Which is not true at all. He might have no sperm whatsoever, but his masculinity is absolutely normal. He's got sex normally and regularly, and has absolutely no problems. But the sperm is of poor quality. So he will not feel anything. He cannot see anything. There's, mm. there's no symptom of such. And that is a problem. So let's talk about some of the problems that are associated with the sperm that does not lead to fertility. Well, there are three main parameters we look at with sperm. Mm -hmm. Number one, which probably everyone knows, is the number of sperm. But not only the quality, also the quantities. Sorry, not only the quantity, but the quality is important. So we look at the motility of sperm because they have to traverse quite a long distance. And then, of course, what we call morphology, meaning how many sperm are normal. Mm. And of, when, if the fertility is decreased, usually the amount of normal sperm decreases, the amount of abnormal sperm is increased. And then the chance of fertility, the chance of fertilization is decreased as well. And does it occur ever, um, doctor, that... There is ejaculation, um, but the ejaculation has no sperm cells. It's very common. That's why I say there are no symptoms. Because the fluids which you ejaculate, the main amount of fluid comes from the prostate. Mm. It doesn't come from the testes. Mm-hmm. So you can have normal ejaculation, normal volume of ejaculation, even increased volume of ejaculation, but there's no sperm inside. And that you can only see under the microscope. Okay. That's why I say there are no symptoms for a man. Sure. And and this is why it would then be easy to suspect that it's the woman who has the problem. But how do we encourage males to present themselves, uh, doctor, especially those who are trying to fall pregnant with their partner? Look, those males are usually committed to their partners. Mm-hmm. They say it is a problem which affects both of us. Mm. Because if they go to a fertility clinic, we treat them as a couple. We don't treat the woman, we don't treat the man, we treat them as a couple. So they both must be committed to this aim to have a baby together. Mm. And then usually male are relatively understanding and give us sperm samples that we can examine and possibly do some blood tests on them. Maybe the sperm quality is not good. And then they do it well. But it's, of course, also a cultural thing that uh, ejaculation or masturbation is not really accepted. So there is an additional problem. And males don't want to come forward and give us a sperm sample. So talking about the sperm quality and, and, I mean, the process of getting the sperm sample, obviously when you're doing the tests, uh, what are you looking at from the sperm? Um, I mean, I've read things like uh, sperm being lazy. What what happens in such cases? (coughs) Well, I, I mentioned shortly just before, there are three main parameters we look at. is the count, mm. the motility, that means how quick are they moving, and maybe you call that laziness in a different word. And then the morphology, meaning how many normal sperm are there. 
the laziness probably applies to that the sperm are not moving. Yeah. Because if they don't move, they cannot get where they have to be because they have to go from the neck of the womb through the whole length of the uterus into the fallopian tube and reach the egg at the end of the fallopian tube. And it's a long way for mm. a little sperm. It's like you and me walking from Johannesburg to Bloemfontein. And if it's lazy, it's not going to get there. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, to, lazy, yeah. I remember, doctor, you will use the medical terminology, and I will use the layperson's understanding. So yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> let my question was, uh, you know, having given us that analogy, how do we then assist the spam that's lazy, uh, or even identifying uh, the modality where there are spam cells uh, that, for lack of a better expression, would not be user friendly. Um, to, to fertilize the egg? If you see a man who's got poor sperm quality on his semen analysis, mm-hmm. then the first thing we look for reasons why mm. sperm not doing what they're supposed to do. And there are a few reasons which we can investigate for. Um, for example, the man is smoking heavily or he's uh, very overweight or uh, he, he lives a very unhealthy lifestyle. And that all can contribute to poor sperm quality. Alcohol as well is a major problem. And so there are a few, um, let's say, environmental problems which we can solve and uh, which can try to help. If that is not the case, one can look for specific vitamin deficiencies, which has been done now recently more and more, and can correct that. Uh-huh. But in principle, once the sperm is of poor quality, there are not many remedies to improve that. And one must make it easier for the sperm to do the trick, to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. If they are, like what you say, lazy, one can do artificial insemination. Okay. Take the sperm. So help it we, get there faster. Yeah, we take the sperm, we wash them, as we call it. We take these activated sperm now and inject them with a little plastic pipe into the uterus near the fallopian tube. So they're already three quarters of the way there. And we do that about an hour or two hours before ovulation. Mm-hmm. So the timing is right, in the right place at the right time. And of course, they don't have to get very far anymore. And that can help if the sperm quality is only borderline reduced. All right. Let's take calls right now. This conversation is not just about us, uh, Dr. Vesvedel. Uh, we are, it, it's called Amaji Damagens. Uh, this is for men about men and uh, looking at some of the challenges that are experienced by gentle brothers. And uh, w- this afternoon, we're looking at male fertility, in particular infertility amongst men. Let's take your calls. A number to dial is 0891-104-207. And you can also join us on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. We also welcome your SMSs at 40938, uh, charged at 150, and your WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. I have to add that please make sure that the background as you record your voice notes is um, is, is not disturbing uh, so that it is audible. Let's take Mr. Sifudi, who's joining us uh, from Ranfontein. Good afternoon and uh, welcome, sir. Afternoon, Chriselda BDM and Dr. Love there. Or shall I say good afternoon, Chuck Norris? <laughs> you know, we men, we like to be Chuck Norris. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we are affected by the situation, stresses, mm. and everything.
financial situations yeah. can cause affect your sexual life. Mm-hmm. It's your death from the men's clinic. Well, he's a specialist in infertility. Oh, I yeah. thought it's from the men's clinic because uh, they tend to give this small chair, uh, these young guys injections to inject themselves on the penises and sometimes these penises, we admit patients with penises that has become septic due to them being injected with this uh, What is the injection for that is food? For, for, for erection. Hi, Bo. Yes, is that yes, for men's clinic? This is, a, this is a serious issue for men, my dear. And I suggest that people should not, who doesn't have medical background, who are not nurses and even mm. doctors, they, 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 these companies should not give them injections. I tell you what, we will, we will have uh, 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 the, the, uh, the male fertility clinic to come and tell us how they help the member. Because um, we've seen in all the ads where they tell men that if you come to us, we'll help your member to perform. And, and, and the prohibitive, prohibitiveness of the prices of measures to help with infertility, they're not we'll accessible check that. to the poor men. Afternoon to you. Afternoon to you too. Thank you very much, Resifudi. We continue taking your messages, uh, questions, comments. And I've got a question here uh, that is uh, from Facebook, uh, doctor, uh, wanting to know, uh, how do I actually bring my husband to come with to the clinic? Um, because we, we've been trying for the past three years and I have been tested. Um, my eggs are fine, um, but I don't even know how to bring up the subject to him uh, so that uh, we check if he's not the one with the problem. Well, that's a very good question. And, 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 and she says anonymous. I can, I can imagine it's anonymous, and I know why she asks this question. Mm. It's a common problem. Mm. Men don't see it as their problem. It's a very common thing. They say it's a woman. The woman goes for fertility treatment, not the man. Mm. And many men refuse to go for testing. Mm. And it's... I know it's a big problem. I'm not quite sure what to do about it. And and uh, it depends on how close the couple is and they, that they can talk about these things. They talk about sexuality. They can talk about uh, finding out a reason why it doesn't work. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very difficult but not uncommon problem. All right. Uh, here's an unsigned SMS um, uh, wanting to know about lifestyle and, and in, in, in particular uh, drinking Coca-Cola. Does it lead, uh, does it affect to, uh, uh, does it affect fertility? Well, Coca-Cola in general is not a very healthy drink, especially sugar water. And it's very fattening and it's not something which is commendable. But it does not directly affect infertility or fertility. So I guess in terms of lifestyle, what are some of the things that one should consider as you're trying to be fertile as a couple? No smoking, reduced drinking, mm. have a normal weight, have regular sex, try to stay away from any sexually transmitted disease, meaning be faithful to your partner, uh, use condoms uh, to avoid sexual transmittable disease, mm. and then live a healthy diet or eat a healthy diet with a lot of green stuff lots of vegetables lots of fruits okay reduce carbohydrate intake and that all can help
And when and you can say you try to avoid um, having a problem later, the other problem which is becoming apparent more and more and more in recent years is plastic products. So plastic seems to be a toxic substance, especially when it slowly disintegrates. Plastic contains plasticizer, which work like an estrogen in your body. And these are mainly the soft plastics. But you, we have to have we have to Sorry? further we have to further explain that, doctor, because when you say plastic um, products, one immediately thinks of the rubber that's used uh, as a barrier method for not um, co- contracting STIs, like a condom. No, that's it's latex. It's not plastic. I'm talking about soft plastic. Like no, I get plastic. that. I just wanted us to clarify that in, in, no, in no, case no. someone is <laughs> listening and thinking, I'm not going to use uh, condoms anymore because they said I must avoid plastics. No, no, that's not plastic. It's a different substance. Sure. I'm talking about like wrapping plastics, like mm-hmm. plastic bags, like, you know, which you find in a supermarket, everything yes. is wrapped in a very thin, transparent plastic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, if that disintegrates, produces a substance as a byproduct which is uh, works like an estrogen inside your body. Mm-hmm. If you get exposed to that a lot and regularly, it can affect your sperm uh, morphology, meaning the amount of normal sperm. Mm. And and that is a potential problem. So apart from plastics being a very bad pollutant in our environment, it also seems to become clearer and clearer. It has got a bad effect on reproductive health. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll continue taking uh, calls as we uh, assist in, in trying to uh, establish infertility amongst male. And uh, please do give us a call. Uh, doctor will stay with us until uh, just after the news headlines as we take uh, your calls on 891 uh, Dr. Klaus uh, Vedel uh, joining us uh, as a reproductive medicine specialist. Here's the news headlines with uh, Kain Silemanyun. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. Now, reproduction or making a baby is a simple and natural experience for most couples. However, for some couples, it is very difficult to conceive. And that's what we're talking about uh, this afternoon. And just looking at uh, male infertility and uh, Dr. Vesper Vedel uh, is joining us as reproductive uh, medicine specialist. Uh, let's take your questions, comments and your calls. Uh, Dr. I've got a, a question on Twitter, uh, uh, inboxed actually. Uh, once again, another lady saying, uh, my husband was uh, informed that he is infertile and now we're wanting to know what options uh, do we have. Uh, does infertility mean we'll never have babies? Not necessarily. You see, there are more and new methods available to he- to help men. If, for example, man was told 10 years ago that he's infertile and can never have a baby, one has to relook at the whole scenario. If, for example, he's got no sperm at all in his ejaculate, one can retrieve sperm directly from the testes now by a very small operation and use these sperm to inject into the eggs. So there are lots of methods available which can help men even if there's absolutely no sperm. Mm. Sometimes there are also hormonal reasons for having no sperm, and these hormonal reasons 
sometimes can be cured and can be treated. So the best is she goes again to a fertility specialist. Yeah. But it must be a fertility specialist. She should not be a general doctor or something because they usually don't know about his new methods. And there they can t- tell the patient what can be done in yeah. this specific condition. And uh, we spoke of uh, lazy spams and, and sometimes, you know, um, not strong enough. And uh, here's a voice note that uh, is related to uh, uh, spams. Hello, Griselda. Uh, I, I want you to ask the doctor if uh, masturbation, does it have any effect on the male sexual sexuality? Yeah, Mara, I did say walk away from the radio when you record um, because the background voice repeats everything that has been mentioned. Now, doctor, does masturbation but does masturbation contribute in, in, in getting uh, uh, the spam affected? Not at all. Masturbation oh. has no effect whatsoever on sperm quality or on fertility. Mm. It's a myth which probably... Well, an old age myth. <laughs> yeah, an old. And you'll be told that if you really want to conceive, do not masturbate. So, you doctor, you're saying it's a myth. No All right, uh, let's continue taking your messages. Uh, it's interesting that everyone wants to be anonymous and it's women asking questions because men don't really want to talk about this. Uh, yeah. wanting to know the cost. Uh, th- this lady wants to know the cost and she would like to remain anonymous. You know, cost is, is variable. It depends on what is the problem. If it's a small problems, then the cost is little. Mm. If it's a big or a huge problem, the cost is high. So it can cost you anything from maybe one, two or three thousand rand to 40, 50 or 60,000 rand. So let's define let's define how big or small the problem is. You've given us the, the examples of why uh, there's infertility. Sorry, I didn't understand your question. The question is, uh, let's define what would, because your response is it, it depends on how big the problem is. Um, so it could be perhaps, uh, you know, when it's just assisting the sperm to hurry up a bit, this is how much it would cost. If it's about um, identifying, separating um, sperm cells that are healthy from ones that are not healthy, uh, this is how much it would cost. I would say very roughly between five and 50,000 rand. You? Depending on what treatment is necessary. Okay. Just a simple insemination is not very expensive, but if it comes to IVF and injection of sperm into into the egg directly or uh, operation on the testes, then it can become quite expensive. I get you. All right, uh, let's continue taking your messages. This is Amaji. Amajans, we're talking male infertility. Uh, why is this not? Um, oh, it's one of those that is unspoken of. And unfortunately, if you are both trying to conceive and one of you has uh, uh, you know, exposed themselves uh, for testing, uh, it, it doesn't help when you keep trying and the other one hasn't been exposed to testing methods. And uh, right now we're focusing on infertility amongst men. Uh, here's some of your WhatsApp voice notes. Hi, Chris Alda and the doctor. The reversible inhibition 
of sperm under guidance or RISUG, um, also probably known under brand name as Faisal Gel, um, is a product that is used to actually inhibit sperm in the case of wanting to um, bring about contraception. But that brings me to the thought that um, in as much as that is used for contraception, is it sometimes possible that the reverse is true, that um, there are, you know, obstacles inhibiting the, the uh, passage of sperm, in which case, um, what are the unblocking mechanisms that are used, um, if such is present, um, and what are the chances of fertility in that case? Thank you. Hi, Chris, this is Jabu Chilwani in Kondo. Uh, the doctor has mentioned some measures uh, that can be taken with regard to trying to live a, a healthy lifestyle. And among others, he said uh, people should have regular intercourse. And the question is how regular is regular intercourse two times a week five times a day how regular is regular sex all right uh, doctor you have two questions one about obstacles blocking the spam um as as perhaps one of the leading causes and uh, I, I mean how regular is regular because you may be married to a person who says once in three months well Regular, of course, the couple has to decide for themselves what they see as regular. There is no guideline. Mm. But we always, when couples come to us, we ask them how often do you have sex per week. And the average is probably two to three times a week. And that's probably a uh, a frequency which is given by nature because sperm lives approximately 48 hours in a woman's body. So if you take that, then if you have sex three times a week, there will be sperm always around. Mm. That means you cannot miss ovulation. As the gentleman said, you can have five times sex a day. It's absolutely acceptable. Uh, but I don't think many people have got the time to do that. So the average on questioning patients is between two and three times a week. And then sperm will be always around in the woman to affect fertilization. The other question, the first question, as far as I could understand it right, was about gels. Mm, mm. Now, many women or men using gels for lubrication. Yeah. And that is a potential problem because not all gels enable sperm to move freely through the vagina into the uterus. Mm. And one has to be very careful what gel you use. There are some gels available which facilitate sperm movements, but they're usually only available through a fertility clinic. They're not available on the open market. And I think you should ask your doctor to get you such gel if you're in need of gel. Mm. The problem is very often with gel is it's like a, a quick solution. Yeah. If a man spends more time with a woman and prepares her and uh, then lubrication is a natural one. And then you don't need a lubricant. But still, there is a certain number of patients where 
lubricants indicated by them, they must be 100% sure that this is a gel which allows sperm movement in the vagina and into the uterus. Mm. So, where do we find you, doctor? I I, I don't think we've exhausted (laughs) this topic. There's just so much still to talk about, uh, but unfortunately, that's all we had time for. Well, I'm on the other side of the phone here. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) the best is, the best is, you either send me an email. Okay. And my email address is organicw, Mm -hmm. organicw at iafrica.com because or, yeah. or you can send me a whatsapp and i'm quite happy to answer whatsapp all right and and uh, do you have a specific practice that people can perhaps google yes or? it's uh, park lane fertility clinic clinic in johannesburg there you go park lane fertility clinic johannesburg and then in cape town i'm at a heart fertility in a new Christian Barnard Hospital, mm-hmm. Ultra Modern Hospital, mm-hmm. Christian Barnard Hospital, mm-hmm. with heart fertility. I don't think we've got many listeners from Namibia because we've got a clinic in Bintuk as well. Oh, we do have. <laughs> we yeah. do have in Namibia as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Doctor, uh, for joining us. And that's uh, Dr. Klaus Vesvedel, uh, who is a reproductive medicine specialist, as we're talking about male infertility. And uh, we pay the bills right now, and we come back with Zonke saying, anywhere you go, and that's a message for you, my brother. Anywhere you go, there's help underway if you know you know there's a challenge because unfortunately these are some of the things that lead us to being depressed and being abusive and end up doing things that are necessary hurting those we love